0: Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning everybody. It is Tuesday, June 21st, 5 50 AM Central Time as I record here. December corn futures down 16 at 7.15. November soybeans down 19 and 3 quarters at 15, 17 and 3 quarters. September Chicago wheat down seven and three quarters at 1039. September Kansas City wheat down eight and a quarter at oh3 and three quarters. September Spring Wheat down nine and a quarter at eleven sixty and three quarters. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're on that Apple app, uh, leave me a view. I could certainly use some more. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, subscribe, like, leave me a comment. Let me know what is going on in your neighborhood in regard to the crop. If you need some additional information from me, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today. My premium subscribers get a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning emails been going out about 5.30 a.m. Central, give or take. That email includes every overnight headline you need to be aware of, lots of charts, graphics, weather, and All of my grain marketing recommendations, my daily subscriber-only videos are part of this. I did one on Friday regarding December corn seasonals, and I specifically narrowed it down into these high-priced years, years in which December corn traded $7 or better uh, during the the preceding summer. There have only been four such years, including this year, so I tried to narrow down and do a little bit more specific study of the seasonals. And Then yesterday, of course, I did a weather video. I do this uh, every Sunday, or in this case, Monday, Uh, During weather markets in the summer. If you guys are interested in this stuff, sign up today. It's 50 bucks a month. There's no other fee. There's no other obligation. You can cancel at any time. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. I promise. The U.S. Corn Belt will be mostly dry this week. Now, I think we're in a weather market, and I, I think I know what the market's trading, and, and I missed this last night. I didn't think we'd open sharply lower last night personally, uh, but we did. So the next seven days in terms of, of precipitation is still pretty dry. The, the models are being very stingy in regard to precipitation, uh, only just scattered rains across maybe parts of Iowa, uh, northern Illinois, parts of Wisconsin, Minnesota. But you look at most of Illinois, most of Indiana, most of Ohio, Kentucky, Missouri, uh, the plains from North Dakota all the way down to Texas, for the most part, pretty much dry. Uh, in terms of temperatures, um, this is where things get kind of interesting, I guess. You're still gonna be hot. The map on my screen is is expected high temperature for today and still a lot of 90s across the Corn Belt. Uh, we knew that that was coming. Now, the way that the temperatures look here moving forward, you're gonna see this mass of cooler air enter into the Northern Plains, like uh, North Dakota and Montana, those sort of places, beginning on Friday. And, and those cooler temperatures will move into the Corn Belt by, say, uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday next week. So by Monday next week, a lot of areas are going to be 10 to 15 degrees below normal in terms of temperatures. So this heat wave is going away uh, the way that it looks right now. The heat wave is going to go away. Maybe it comes back in the 8 to 14. Now, in terms of precipitation, we're still not talking a whole lot here from now through the end of the month. Uh, Still very much below normal here over the next week. 6 to 10 day is still dry. And then your 8 to 14, maybe more normal precipitation for the western quarter. Corn Belt for the Plains. Uh, the GFS model this morning suggests that you see some more widespread rains return to the Corn Belt around July third. Uh, that's pretty far out. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but that's what I'm seeing this morning. So I suppose that the market is is not necessarily interested in this hot and dry over the next five or six days. Uh, the market uh, may be more interested in uh, the cooler temperatures coming this weekend, and then maybe the prospect for rain around, you know, 4th of July weekend, give or take. And that's a long ways out. I don't know if that's reliable. But if you think about the setup here, you know, you had this uh, heat wave, which a lot of farmers have told me, Joe, this, this is a good thing. If you get that heat wave followed by these rains around July 4th, that may be just what the doctor ordered in regard to the crop. Maybe I'm, I'm making too many steps forward here. But I think that the weather and, and this... Um these below-normal temperatures paired with the idea that maybe the rains come back, maybe that's why the markets are down here this morning, or maybe that has something to do with it. Uh, keep in mind, the crop's late. We all know that. Are we in primetime weather market season? Uh, the calendar says yes. Uh, the crop says maybe we're not quite there yet, but I, I think we're reacting to weather in some way, shape, or form here today, and I suppose the market's viewing this as being a, a bearish item. We had some nasty gaps lower on the uh, corn and soybean uh, charts last night. European Union officials called Russia's blockade of Ukrainian grain ports a war crime. So more of the same here to start the week. The Wall Street Journal ran a story over the weekend regarding Ukrainian farmers and their inability to store crops as another wheat harvest is slated to begin. Ukraine said that the EU has offered to help store its grain. The U.S. has offered to build temporary silos at the Polish border. Uh, Ukraine is going to receive its first temporary grain storage from abroad uh, very soon, the way that it's Reuters reports that either grain bags, it's going to be grain bags, or temporary silos would be used. Zelensky said over the weekend that Africa is a hostage of Russia's war. He said that Russia's invasion has sparked grain and fertilizer shortages that put millions at risk of hunger. So this thing is is more of the same, uh, certainly going in the wrong direction, I think large speculators or the funds continue to hold some heavy length in the row crop markets. Funds were net buyers of 7,000 contracts of corn in the week ending June 14th. That group had been net sellers of corn for several consecutive weeks uh, prior to the most recent data set. Funds were net buyers of 4,000 soybeans, net sellers of 7,000 contracts of SRW wheat last week. So you've still got some pretty hefty length here in the row crops, 253,000 in corn, uh, net long 158,000 soybeans. This is just a very modest net long of about 7,000 contracts of SRW wheat. So you've definitely seen some liquidation, but they're, they're sticky here. I mean, they've been holding a big net long for a long time. It's been uh, a while, uh, back to you know 2020, since funds were short corn, uh, net short corn or net short soybeans. The S&P 500 posted its worst week since March of 2020 last week. The index was down 5.8% last week and it was down 5% the week prior. So the S&P is now down 11% just this month alone. It's 24% from the all-time high, which was posted in early January. So we're very much in bear market territory here when it comes to the US stock market. Uh, We've seen a lot of just negative stuff here recently. The market reacted negatively to the May CPI print. Uh, We saw retail sales and housing starts that were a little bit softer here recently. You got to bounce in the stocks to start the week, but we are very much in bear market territory, and this is a bad deal. The White House is considering a temporary halt in the federal gasoline tax. Uh, Biden said yesterday that his administration is seeking to lower costs at the pump ahead of the 4th of July holiday. Biden said that he could make a decision on pausing the federal gas tax by the end of the week. He said this, I hope I have a decision based on data. Uh, the national average gas price was 4.97 today. That's off of the all-time high by just a few cents, but still very, very high. Uh, I don't know if this is the right move or not. I'm no expert in oil supplier demand, but I think we're in a market that is trying to actively reduce demand, and by reducing the tax or eliminating the tax, you're just going to add additional demand. Uh, so it's probably not the best thing in terms of like market functionality and stuff if they're going to uh, manipulate the prices lower, but um, in any case, that's uh, a good thing for driving out there, I guess, but it's not going to help to solve our uh, supply woes when it comes to gasoline and diesel and that sort of thing. Uh, the cattle market was uh, mixed to higher in live cattle on Friday, uh, higher in feeder cattle. Cash was 140 in the south, 145 in the north, mostly, so a better cash trade. In the outside markets, the U.S. dollar is lower. The s and is up 65 ahead of the cash open. The Dow's up almost 500. Bonds are off. Gold's down four bucks. Silver's higher. Crude oil is up $1.97 at $109.94 in the August WTI. Everybody have a great week. I'll talk to you guys same time tomorrow.